just and it's just apropos it, like to them it's going to be like apropos of nothing just all of a sudden like Andy just decides to say this and the greatest thing was I said I said that those words and the immediate thought after that was like great this is going to be at the beginning of the fucking episode and I'm going to like and I am going to have that be actually canonical now because I said it as a joke I would like to thank Andy for providing today's stinger he knows what he said When we last left off, Dusk, Nettle, and Kalani had successfully saved a presumably innocent man by the name of Draza at the request of his husband, Balin. For the reward, they told our daring adventurers they were welcome to stay with them as long as they wish, as well as informing them of dark times ahead. While sharing second breakfast together with Draza and Balin, they also told our group that they had connections to the black market should they wish to offload any sort of marketable goods, and informing them that they could fetch them items upon their request should they decide to do so. So, make sure your bags of holding are packed, the houses are arcane locked, as we set off on another daring adventure. So you find yourselves nestled in a small space at the bottom of one of the ziggurats in Old City, sharing your second breakfast with Balim and Draza. They have regaled you the tales of how they first met uh, and swapping stories back and forth, and you found yourselves with a little bit of downtime. Are you guys sharing any stories with Balim and Draza? Ooh, good question. feels like considering considering we really don't know them we did go out on a pretty big limb already yeah i mean them, i feel like what, we should be pretty vague with the details we offer up to strangers right now <laughs> yeah with the zintarum or whomever it is whether it's them or it's the other people the, like the fake zintarum well and, either way like telling them a bunch of stories about our boat trip which is the no. only exciting thing we've done so far would be super sketch super uh, sketch there is one thing i would like to do um I'm going to ask, uh, how do I want to word this? Uh, okay, asking them while we were sitting down still to chat or whatever. That, yeah, we saw these guys that had like these really cool red sunglasses, red glasses on. And I didn't know where, if you knew where to get some because they looked like really cool. Do you know who these people are that are wearing them? Maybe they can help us get some? We're all about fashion. Balem and Draza take a look at each other. Um, and if you'd like to make an insight check, you may. I would like to do that. Let me get out my my dice and pray to all of the RNG gods out there that I can roll above a 10. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, if all of you, since you're right there with her, if you would all like to make an insight check, you may. I need, to, I need to pray to the RNG gods some more because I just rolled a nat 20. Woof. Boom. All of us are just reading the hell out of this. <laughs> I got uh, I got nine here. Okay, well, at least we didn't all succeed. Nine. <laughs> Don't you and have lots of insight, though? Yeah, I only rolled a three, though. <laughs> Kalana cannot... Steph cannot roll anything above a four, I I'm swear. having a bad... And I've tried... I have, like, four different D20s, and they all just apparently don't like me very she much. She has so many pluses, but just she adds them to nothing, so... <laughs> uh, Dusk, what did you roll? 17. 17? Okay. Um, you and Nettle see a look of concern come across their face and it's Draza that speaks up and he says to you uh see gentlemen that wear these ruby tinted glasses Does they dress in all black uh yeah I think so it was kind of dark when we saw him those gentlemen I have had the unfortunate pleasure of working working with in the past. Um, these these men seek to, well, they're up to something nefarious. Oh. Their presence here in Schult has grown in the past few months, and I'm not. So show us to why. They used to be minor nuisances at best, but now they seem to have a, a grip on the black market and a lot of the different activities that take place here in Shul. I would find it best to avoid the men if possible, unless unless you're working with them. Oh no! I just thought their glasses were cool. And I've never seen them because I was too drunk. Good old little super fashion forward. Always. Yeah, even when she was protecting us, <laughs> keeping us safe from ourselves as we walked us to the end, she still had time to find some cool shades for us. <laughs> <laughs> what a pal. Uh, Daraza and Balin, after, after you've asked them this, they seem a little more reserved talking to you. Uh, but... They're still pretty, pretty friendly. They offer a little more insight uh, as to kind of what their black market dealings are. And you come to find out that Draza is a thief by trade. Uh, primarily given his situa- him and Balim's situation in life, uh, it's more of a, a forced occupation. So, let me get this straight. So, you were thrown into the pits for being a thief. We were told that you were not a thief by your husband. And it turns out, you're a thief. Like, for a living, even. Like, not even, not even like, a one-time deal or, like, a couple times. It's just, like, the thing you do for your work. Uh, Balaam speaks up a little bit. and he goes, I, I did not say he was not a, not a thief. I said he was innocent of this crime. 
All right, all right. I just want you to know I just... I see you. <sighs> all right. Fair, uh, fair. It draws a, draws a kind of interjects a little bit. And he, it's true that I, I do... I do thieve, but it's merely to, to earn the coin to get by here. I mean... Once you move beyond the gates of the old city and you move into Port Nianzaru proper, there's so much wealth just laying around. The people, people in higher stations than our own seek nothing to do with us. We are, we are victims of, victims of our, our station here in our lives. It's the merchant princes who, who control the flow of the economy here. Are these merchant princes like good? Or are they bad? Uh, the merchant princes are no better than dragons that holds the gold. They, they give none of us here in the old city a true chance. Most people here in the old city are are, are thieves by trade. Assassins, uh, uh, bookkeepers, uh, they take gambling bets. I mean, you've seen our justice system here. Even the guards themselves of Port Nianzaru have no sway over anything that happened here in the old city. Our own form of government here is separate of that uh, of Port Nianzaru, where the merchant princes control everything. The beggar princes here control everything. And the beggar princes are no better than the merchant princes. Well, I certainly... It's an impassioned speech. I mean, I, I, I get it. I, I appreciate it. The, the 1%. We're not here to judge. Yeah. You know, some... People over you, profit, You gotta do dude. hard stuff to survive. We, we understand. But... Yeah. It is the survival that matters most. And... Uh, Draza and Balin look longingly at each other. And it's the survival for each other that lets us get through the day. And if we have to take here and stay here without permission, then it's, it's not different than if somebody has to sell loaves of bread among a stall. It is just our lot in life, and we are happy here together. That's so nice. That's nice. Because we gotta get going. I think we should probably get to... Uh to some sort of new job or employment to uh Yeah, you have to earn enough gold to buy your dinosaur. Yes. But I do oh. agree. I know there's a corrupt system everywhere and it seems that in an island place like this there's not really anywhere else to go. You take control and <clears throat> no one here really to fight back, so I appreciate your positive attitude. Oh, well you're feeling better though, uh Oh yes, see the potion it, wonderful. I appreciate I appreciate that, Kalonai. Um, and again, I want you all to seriously consider the proposition. Should you wish to get rid of some of your health potions, then we can certainly help you turn a profit. So that way you won't have to muddy your hands with the dirty work of Cloud. Well, we'll certainly keep that in mind, but like I said, we've only got a few and... You've, you've helped us out uh, with your silver so so kindly. 
that uh, the, the situation is a bit less dire, so we'll probably hang on to them for now. But if we change our minds, we know where to find you. I would hope if, if you decide not to come back here for business, at least swing by for pleasure. We would be more than love. We would love nothing more than for you all to come by just to visit again. Well, if you've got uh, B and G's and eggs like that, <laughs> you'll see us we, we will always have some biscuits and gravy and eggs for you all. Well, that is certainly a blessing from above. <laughs> uh, see, if, if heaven were a place, uh, biscuits and gravy would be like pillows and waterfalls, but that's a whole other thing. Sorry, I get, I get so excited about being So as you guys share these uh, goodbyes with Draza and Belem, uh, where are you all headed to? Honestly, I think it, having spent a, hopefully a decent amount of time, like at least an hour maybe there. Oh, you guys uh, definitely spent a couple calm hours. Calm down a bit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming it's probably calmed down a little bit there, so I'm hoping to see if we can work our way back there. And Fortunately, we weren't really marked. None of us got caught. So, Is my headache still there? Uh, roll me a constitution saving throw real quick. Oh, I rolled a two. Uh, so that would be a three. Oh, it is still there, but it's not, it's not horrible. It's not horrible. Okay. More of a minor nuisance than anything. Hey, uh, Kalani? Yeah. Do you remember back when we were on the ship? Yeah. How you got that headache after you were doing some magic stuff? Yeah, how could I forget? I thought my head would split apart. Yeah, I didn't want to mention it when we were back there, but when I cast the spell that I cast to help uh, uh, help uh, Draza, I got a headache. How, how bad was it? Not, not terrible, but it was just the fact that I got a headache. Right after you and used that's, your magic. Yeah, so it makes me think... You know, rubbing the the back of my neck where they put the the doohickey. Yep. That we we may have some. I don't know. I think they've done something to us. So I I think we should try and maybe before we start exploring and if that's what we choose to do and and you know find a, a place for our, ourselves. Maybe try and get these things out of our necks. I mean, I don't see why that would be a poor choice. You would recall, Kalani did not come to Port Nianzaro in the same method that you had. So she does not have that emblem upon the back of her neck. Oh, she does not. Was it... Do you guys recall, this is Andy, um, not Dusk. Uh, do, do you guys remember if you guys had just... I know you just did telepathy before that one, before you had to make that roll that time. Did we just done telepathy when we were, like, for some reason, we were getting off the boat? The time we had to roll? I don't... 
Don't all jump in at no, once. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it when... through. I don't. I don't remember us using telepathy yeah. for getting. I mean, off, I know I like did into to, the lifeboat. I know well, I, I did to to nettle when I was explaining to her how to get like lower the right lifeboat. And, I don't think Kalana And I was it. doing it to you guys when I was on the boat. I don't think okay. I did though. Are you saying this out loud or like in thinking while we're walking? I mean, I guess, yeah, I should just say it out loud. So, do you... The way that we send pictures to each other and ideas and things like that mentally, any any chance there's any kind of correlation between that? I don't know. Let's, let's test it. And I'm going to think a thought to, to uh, dusk. Okay. What's the thought? Uh, mental shrug. Oh. Okay. I send back a picture of DMZs <laughs> to Kalani. Uh, so Kalani sent one to Jen. Um, I sent a picture of uh, baby graham crackers. That's what I <laughs> <laughs> little, little dinosaur. What, what you presume? Uh, what you presume baby graham crackers to look what like? What I think just... he looks like based on that. I just think of actual name. graham crackers that are like super tiny and with like diapers on. Uh, so you're all three sending these telepathic images to each other. I need everybody to make a charisma saving throw. Ha-ha! Oh. Uh, okay. And uh, Nettle, yeah? you will not make a charisma saving throw. You will make a constitution saving throw. You know what? I'm going to roll a different dice. Ooh. Try a different dice. Come on. And Fuck! <laughs> yeah, we'll... we'll I, I keep forgetting that high is bad. High is bad. I rolled a nat 20. <laughs> That's a 21. I rolled a five, and then my saving throw is, what, plus six charisma? Whoa. Your chris- your saving throw should be plus seven now. You'd plus seven now. Too. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, now that's a plus seven. So, it's, what, twelve. So, unfortunately, once again, higher is bad on this one, which uh. sucks. <laughs> uh, so, Dusk, you are immediately hit with a migraine. Uh. Splitting migraine through your head. Oh... Uh. Uh, this is the Kalana, dumbest test ever. You have a headache, and it hurts, but it's not near migraine level. Or, I'm sorry, Kalani. Uh, Nettle, what did you roll for your constitution saving throw? S6. Uh, your headache elevates up to a migraine. What? Dusk, as you send the mental image of the biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Um, who did you send it to? I sent that to Kalani. Okay. You, uh, as you send the image of the biscuits and gravy, Kalani, you receive the image, and it is highly detailed. Um, just, just, you can see the texture of the biscuits. You can taste the gravy in your mouth. Uh. You, you can feel the warmth of the biscuits in your hand. Oh, I've got the vapors. Okay, so it's how well we're sending the images is this charisma check, and however well we send it, it takes a lot out of us to do that. So, uh, uh, okay. Nettle, you sent the image of the mental, of the shoulder shrugs to Dusk? Uh-huh. Uh, Dusk, you feel your shoulders unconsciously move up and down with the receiving of the mental image. Um, and then Kalani, you sent a picture of baby graham cracker 
or what you presume baby graham cracker right, to be what back I've, to metal. What I've created in my head. <laughs> uh, would you like to describe that for me? Yes, I uh, picture <laughs> baby graham crackers as a like purple with like electric purple striped little ankylosaurus with like a, a chunky baby belly as chunky as a little dinosaur can be uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a little bit a little bit of drool a little bit of baby dinosaur snot on its little baby dinosaur beak because uh I, was, I think ankylosauruses have like little beaks don't they Almost. i believe so and yes. uh cute little spikes all over its back and tail that look almost like little teeth at least in Jurassic Park, The Lost World, they did. And that's all that matters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, in my head, just it's almost like he's smiling, <laughs> even though I'm sure they can't. <laughs> that's uh, how I picture baby graham cracker. So, Nettle, yes. you receive this vivid image of this little baby dinosaur. Uh, it's purple with these electric purple stripes running down the side of it and its back. And these spikes come off of it and they seem to catch the light and it's brilliant glimmer. The club tail on the back of it seems to be wagging back and forth happily like a dog as its beaked mouth is smiling at you. You can see a little bit of snot running off of it and a little bit of drool. And its little baby pudgy belly is just Aww. dragging across the ground as it kind of scoots across uh, running in circles, and you can feel the immense amount of joy from this creature in your own heart. Aww. Aww. And you all can now send more complicated messages through your telepathy. Oh, good. Then I turn around and send that to Dusk. But no one will make him happy. I, no, 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 no. I have, I have a migraine right now. Please don't kill oh, me. Damn. <laughs> Okay, uh, that's enough for the test. That was uh, okay. We know that's what what caused it, but oh, damn it! Oh, oh. Okay? I just got the old man heaves. Like I'm just like leaning over, like like head like halfway bent over, my hands on my knees, just like ah. Oh. And then I throw up biscuits and gravy on the ground. Uh oh! <laughs> oh no, Colin! I <laughs> I turn around and just kind of go as far away as I can like up to the wall and just hey. uh, can I roll to see if so, if it gets better after I vomit <laughs> yeah uh, if you want to make a constitution saving throw you can <laughs> seems random but okay natural 20 again that was a it, 26 it seems like leaving yourself of second breakfast uh, seemed oh. to take a lot of the edge off of this migraine it's uh, just you're... like the pain is just filtering into my vomit and just exiting my body. <laughs> Rainbow. And you guys, uh, you guys take about the next five minutes to steady yourselves, and uh, you are functioning as best as you can again. Where are you guys headed? Uh, I think we're going back to the to the to the the pits or whatever. To uh, go try and find uh, Klahu. When yeah. when were we in space supposed to meet up with uh, Volo? Wasn't he supposed to give us his like invitation or something? He said they'll find us. Okay. Yeah, that's not. Uh, Volo said he would be back in two days, but knowing Volo, 
that could be three or four days. It just depends on how Volo. Yeah, it just depends on Volo. Uh, and you guys have only approximately spent a day here in Port Nianzaru so far. As a matter of fact, you are on your first full day here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as you guys make your way back to Old City, it does not take you long to make your uh, does not take you long to walk back to Executioner's Run, the pit, and a lot of the excitement has died down. Uh, as I said before, a couple hours have passed spending time with Draza and Belim, and a lot of the excitement has died down as you guys begin to approach the Executioner's Pit, and you see several people standing there. Uh, standing around the pit itself. Some of them got books open, uh, making notes as people wander up to them, and they're talking back and forth. Uh, you see the odd guard pass by, and as they, as, as one of the guards looks over into one of the books, you just see death glares come from the bookkeeper. Uh, and they quickly, uh, the guard quickly makes their way away from them. Uh, but things seem pretty tamed. As you look across, you see several people here uh, with books open, and only one of them appears to be a female. I think that's her? I, not to do a bookie pun, but I'd be willing to bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's the show. Wrap it's it up canceled. here. Dusk, Dusk has a heart attack and dies instantly. <laughs> on, uh, all of a sudden, the so ground good. opens up in a great quake as the ma- as the massive maw of the mantle opens up oh, and swallows no. Dusk whole. It promptly closes and seals and shut. That's as if a series ever wrap happened. on Dusk. Thanks, everybody. Been great. All right. Uh, so yeah, let's go talk to her. I, I Only one way to find out, right? Yes, I mean I. I Kalana, why don't you take the lead? I know you are literally like smug suspenders. More than twi- more than twice as charming as the rest of us. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this is my first big adventure. Let's see if I can. Uh... All right, well, I approach uh, what we assume is Cloud. Cloud, can you pronounce it one more time for me? Cloud. Cloud. I'm just gonna. There we go that how I think that is. Just butcher it intentionally. Right. Clyhoo, <laughs> <laughs> like, Clahu, Clahu. Whatever. It's like a sneeze. <laughs> and uh, is it, uh, sorry, what time of day is it? Because I'm about to greet <laughs> I'm about uh, to greet her and I want to be like, good morning and it's evening time. <laughs> it is. Where are we at now in the day? I gotta find my note for it real quick. It is 9.30, 10 o'clock-ish. Because you guys got up pretty bright and early. Oh, we got up. Well, yes. Okay. Because of freaking nettle. Uh, <laughs> uh, good morning. Get up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were so chipper about it. Uh, so I approach what we presume to be Clow. Good morning. Good. Good morning. Are you here for bets? Well, uh, <laughs> actually, we were hoping you could help us. Uh, we were told in passing uh, during our time at the Thundering Lizard, perhaps uh, there might be work available here for some travelers such as ourselves. 
work? I don't know what you mean of this work. Who sent you? Uh, well, I couldn't... Uh, there were some uh, orc, half-orc gentlemen we ran into down there. Uh... Ah, Thurden and, and Zerdak. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, they spoke very highly of you. I would imagine so, considering the fact they take most of their wages every week. <laughs> so you are the best, then? I am presumably the only. Ah, uh, the best place to be, though, isn't it? I mean, for you, anyway. Oh, you flatter me too much, please. Well, Continue. your reputation clearly precedes you. I would but... hope it does. <laughs> We, uh, we weary travelers, uh, unfortunately, still have to eat, and, uh, we are looking for some way to make some coin. Is there, uh, any, any task that might be, uh, you think we might be up to the job for? Looking at your statues here, I... I would regret to inform, I only have one job available, and I'm not so sure that your size could handle it. But do indulge me, please. Tell me. Dusk steps up just a little bit and just kind of like, just like, turns himself so his big arm is showing. He's just Are you like, squaring up? Doesn't right say now? anything. He's just going, <laughs> just standing as tall as possible, just like with the, just kind of like doing a few like stretches with collar. the arm. Flex that arm a little bit. The, the lady that you now presume to be Clau, uh. She is a, a Chilton female. Uh, she's probably right around the age of 30, 35. Uh, and she looks towards you, Dusk. Uh, and she skims you up and down. And she goes, oh, you are so cute. Changed my mind. I may have some couple more jobs for you. But so, so later. And she bops you on the nose. Uh-oh. Well, do you want to see me... Uh... Throw something really heavy very far or break something in half without even trying. Oh, do not tempt me with such a good time. Okay, so well. yes, back to back to work. I <laughs> Dusk, see this. Yes, please do tell. Dusk blushes like so hard and just kind of like steps back. Oh, don't be bashful, sweetie. It's not time for that yet. Uh, so yes, I'm sure as Thorne informed you, I do have some work. Um, as I said before, I'm not quite so sure about your sizes, but the big strong one over there, he looks to be impressive in more than one way. And as such, I think this will be perfect for you. I need you to go and collect a debt. Okay. That's not, that doesn't sound too terribly complicated. Uh, a, a, a debt from, from where? From whom? Oh, his name is Taban. Uh, he unfortunately owes me 500 gold pieces uh, of which should you successfully collect I will give you 10% 10% that well that's certainly a very a very generous offer Dusk where how do you feel about that I I genuinely appreciate it I would really like uh, and I say can I can I talk to my friends here briefly Oh, please, we are all friends. Wonderful. I, I, I like, quickly talk to Kalana. I'm like, I'm not so good at talking, and this woman intimidates the shit out of me. If you could... But she, I think she likes you. I, 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 yes, 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 yes. I, I, I think she likes me in the same way that someone likes a small baby child. Um, so I, 
I really think it might be better, though, if you counter offer with 20%. All right. See if we can work our way right. in the middle, maybe, or just a little bit higher than 10, but yeah, 20%. N now, uh, you are, your name is Clow, is that, is that right? I am the one and only. The one and only, but of course. Now, I, <laughs> you know, there are three of us, and we are trying desperately to, to find ourselves a, a, a new home in, in glorious Chult. And perhaps we could uh, discuss a little higher percentage. Just, you know, there are three of us, and we are uh, very hard workers. Uh, perhaps... 20% might be a bit more reasonable. Five, it seems like for you, with all the business you do, you wouldn't miss it. Uh, she slams her book shut and folds it under her arm. And you see a wry smile come across her face. And she goes, oh, the bargaining type. I like negotiations. This will be fun. Okay, so you say 20% for all three of you for work that I have never seen before, but of which you claim you are hot workers. Let Absolutely. me counter-offer you with this, little one. Uh, how about 10%? Hmm. Whether the work is done... If the work is done and you get the money back, that's all that matters, whether we do it impressively or not. All you care about is getting that money. So if we get you that money back... You're just sending us out with no gold. If we die or we get beat well, up I... or something like that, it doesn't matter if we fail. You don't have to pay us anything. Mm -hmm. But we are asking for 20% because I believe that you need this very, very badly. 500 gold, walking away with 400 gold pieces to your zero currently, I think you would be in a good, good spot to spare us 100 total. Uh, without breaking her line of sight of Kalane, she goes, Also, it appears that the one with the big arm has a big mouth as well. Mr. DM. Should I negotiate with you? Yes. While she's doing this, because you said that the guard was getting close looking at her ledger, so she like glared at him and like covered it up or whatever. Is she still doing that? Uh, she is. She is closed her book and has folded it under her arm. Okay. Okay. Well, I thought Nettle was going to jump in, but... <laughs> I did too. I was waiting well, like, oh, please. <laughs> no, I was going to see what her book, what was in her book. Ah, okay. Well... I apologize for any disrespect. It's just... Oh, sweet no, we would never want to cause anything. you could do to disrespect After me. all, we have come to you to ask your favor so I would I would certainly not want to cause any offense especially not for someone as important and whose time is so valuable oh please how about continue. this counter offer just just you are seem like someone that we would absolutely adore to work with as, as often as possible 10% plus the next time you have a job that possibly pays a little bit more, a little bit more of a, a larger job. We are one of your first in mind. Basically 10% plus a, a promise of future work. Cloud if we succeed, of course. Seems to be mulling this over in her mind. 
uh, and she remains silent for a fair fair amount. Um, is there anything anybody else would like to say here? Well, we may not look like much, uh, Clow, but uh, I can promise you we are some of the hardiest little folk you'll ever come across, and uh, it uh, it's worth your time for us to be in your back pocket. Yes, this one here is very good at setting things on fire. In fact, they're both pretty good at setting things on fire. Where I hit things have hit things with heavy objects, they... Uh, hey, hey now, Dusk, you throw uh, things really nice. I also you. throw things quite well, <laughs> yes, that's true. But these two are extremely capable in the uh, arcane, not necessarily arcane, but the, the magical arts um, that I believe would be extremely valuable to you in various situations. Very well. This pleases Clow. We shall do 10%. Should you return to me with the payment, then I shall assuredly keep you in mind the next time that I have debts to collect or other various jobs. And she winks at you, Dusk. Uh, Dusk faints. (laughs) No, he doesn't. I'm sorry, but he just, yeah, he, he just like... Looks down and kicks rocks, like kind of like shy little Aw, boy. shucks. Aw, shucks. Well, that sounds like uh, a very, very wonderful deal, and I reach out to shake on it. Uh, instead of shaking your head, Clow takes her book out and she opens it up and flips through a couple of pages, and then she produces a quill seemingly out of thin air. And she goes, And say name for you all? Damn it. I knew this was coming eventually. Uh, Should we... Do you want our individual names, or should we call ourselves a company? However you wish to describe yourselves makes no difference to me, so long as I know how to find you. Viridian Voyagers. (laughs) All right. So you all are the Viridian Voyagers? Yes, that's that's the one. Yep, we've had that name for a very long time. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have to discuss that. It's at weird all. that we just haven't had to bring it up until somebody asked us this one time. Alrighty, so perfect. Then I will go ahead and you're here. Uh, and she slams the book closed again and tucks it under her arm. And she goes, "Very well. Now, down to business. See, man, yeah. is that owes me some money." His name is Taban. You can find you him. You said he owes you a sum of 500 gold. Yes. Uh, now, there are some things you should know about Taban. Mm. Uh, Taban is, well, is very well known in the fighting pits. Uh, he is huh? a contender. And last time I checked, he has lost two fights, but still is the reigning champion for the time being. Uh you can find him mm, meandering around Old City. Uh, and if you cannot find him there, you can typically find him in the warehouse district. Uh, they have an illegal fighting pit set up there. Uh, it does move from time to time. So, truth be told, your best bet is either to hang around Old City to come across him. However, 
he may not be here for days. Can you tell us what he looks like so that we can keep an eye out for him? Ah, yes. Uh, he stands roughly about seven and, and a half feet tall. I'm uh, sorry, how do you that one, one more time? Uh, he is about seven and a half feet. Oh, oh, I, I, I see. And uh, is he uh, human? Uh, what, what, uh... Yes, yes, he is human. He is of dark oh. complexion. Uh, and more often than not, you can typically identify him by his... Uh, seven and a half foot tall human. Well, yes, uh, but more often, more often than not, he is consistently wearing his armor. Is he just a, like a, a fighter, or does he use any kind of magic that we should be aware of? Seems silly to go in not knowing what we're up against. Uh, it depends if you catch him in sea fighting pits or not. Uh, if you catch him in sea fighting pit, uh, he will always have his shield and his spear. If you do not, if you see him just meandering amongst town, there's a good chance he will have his spear. Um, the fighting pits are rather rough, and if they can eliminate an opponent before a match, they will most certainly try. And what was his name again? Taban. Anything else that you think that we should know about him before we try to find him? Ah. Uh, depending on his mood, he may or may not try to put up a fight. And how much gold? Or how much? Uh, or are we getting out from him? Oh, uh, uh, 500 gold pieces. So, most than likely, he will not want to give set up. Well, uh, unless anybody else needs any more uh, <laughs> information about the seven and a half foot tall man, uh, we will uh, probably. <laughs> okay, just, just for no, you said 500 gold? Yeah. Yeah, and we're gonna do get ten percent. So our task is to physically get five hundred gold from him and bring it back to him. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And that's Klaus. How do you spell Klaus? Wow. Or Kla- Klaus. The lady. Klaus. Oh, Klahu. Klau. It's spelled like Klahu. It's K L A H O O. At least that's how I spelled it. I don't know if that's right. I, I've got it. K A L A U. Okay. Well, no, I'm that's... making a note. That's why I'm asking. No, that's fine. Yeah, I also didn't. Sp- I realize I just spell things how I think they are, and then realize yeah, I don't actually same. know. I'm like, oh, of course, it's this way. I'm sure this Taban will be very reasonable and will just give us the gold <laughs> with no problem. It's fine. I'm. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. And his, he's found near the warehouse? You can find him in the warehouse district, or you can find him meandering around Old City. Uh, however, it's hard to say where he will be, since the fighting pit moves periodically, just to avoid obvious issues with the guard. And there may be times where he will not be in Old City for days. So if he's here, I can't imagine it will be that hard to pick him out. Well, everyone, no time like the present, I suppose. Yeah, let's uh, head on out. I'm a little nervous, but you know what? We, we, we said we needed money, and... We made a deal. For this 
amazing One last 50 question, gold. Though, before mm -hmm. we take off, mm -hmm. how how long ago has how long has it been since he's owed you? It's. I would probably say it's been about three four days. And can you tell us his last known location, just the most recently, and where he was seen? Do you know? I would probably put money on, and she kind of laughs at her own joke. Uh, I would put money on him being at the fighting pit. Oh man! <laughs> See, she made that joke, and she didn't get canceled from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, with that information in mind, I suppose we uh, will thank you and we'll be on our way to see if we can drum up your gold. Wonderful. Cue traveling music. So I assume you guys are going to the uh, warehouse district then? Probably. Sure. Yeah, because uh, going back over near the pit or whatever not... no, that was executioner oh, that was, that was that something was different else. okay good <laughs> yes but yes warehouse district seems a good place to start and so the Viridian voyagers set off so it takes you guys a couple of hours uh, to make your way back through town crossing through the Grand Salk again um, so you guys head your way to the warehouse district of the market ward, or the harbor ward, I should say. And arriving around, it's it's exactly what you would expect. There, there are just huge warehouses. Uh, people meandering about. Some people are drunk, some people aren't. Uh, and you hear the slight chatter as you make your way closer towards the back side of the warehouse district. Uh, you begin to hear some chatter growing in, growing in volume. Uh, and it's very easy to presume that if there's anywhere there's a fighting pit, it's probably there. Heading inside, you are greeted by two large doors, uh, wooden doors, that have been pulled shut just wide enough for you to look through. When you peek through it, all you see are crates, but you can hear a cacophony of people yelling and screaming and bets being laid from behind the crates themselves. What are you guys doing? I mean, I'm scanning the area for a seven and a half foot tall man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Step one. Is there a really tall guy? I mean, there might be other tall people, like creatures, humanoids here, but maybe not human. So you do not, uh, you do not see anybody on the outside of this warehouse. And with the positioning of the crates, they're kind of like right up against the doors. So when you peek through, all you see are crates. Oh, uh, okay. It's a, it's a poor attempt to try to hide what's going on. Sure. So we'd have to physically walk in there and go around to be able to see what's up. Yep. Uh, if you guys were to take a step back, you would see a open sunroof type, uh, open window type deal right on the roof of this building. Uh, 
there are a couple of other windows that are what would be presumably up on the second floor and that is as far as you can see from this side of the warehouse well we can always try and go in i guess might as well we're already sure. here yeah i'm comfortable just just kind of marching in there uh, we can always pretend we got lost if somebody has questions Pushing the oh, door. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong door. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Pushing the door open to create a little more space for you three to walk through. Uh, there's probably about a two-foot gap from the door to these crates. And the second you make your way around the crates, you can see right there is a man who just towers above everybody else in the crowd. Uh, just... His back is towards you, but his voice booms over everybody else. You can almost hear the foam frothing at his lips as he's yelling for somebody to beat the hell out of him. Well, my guess that would be our guy. Bingo. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, this gentleman seems to be in a, a reasonable mood at the moment, so I'm sure we could just... <laughs> talk to him. <laughs> sure. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, we could just stand there and wait, acting like spectators for a bit to see if maybe he uh, exits let's, the building at some point or right, calms let's down. Let's observe for a minute, just just to see, you know, get a feel for the guy before we dive in there, you know? As you guys are standing in the back, about three minutes goes by. Uh, and then you hear the ringing of a bell and different people are cheering. Other people are obviously upset. And Taban, uh, the gentleman that you would assume to be Taban, uh, you just hear him let out this, like, just this guttural as he picks some poor man up by his face and just gut punches him and throws him onto the ground. Uh, and then he turns around, he sees you all, and then he just makes his way towards the door. So he was in the fighting ring? No. He just, oh, just he hit somebody just, out of the blue? Just threw a dude and hit him because? Uh, it would be safe to assume that he probably lost that match. Like, he probably lost the bet on that match. Oh, so he was just taking out his anger on them. So I'm sure he'll be super excited to hear us, hear from us. Uh, excuse oh. me, sir. Yeah. My name is Dusk. It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, would you mind uh, taking just a few quick moments to talk with us? Oh, is this an interview? Yes, we'll we'll call it that. Um, oh, wonderful! I haven't been interviewed in so long. I was starting to think people forgot about my uh, 17 to 2 streak going on here. Oh, this is great! Oh, no, no. How could anyone forget? Of course. It's, it's all anybody can talk about. Oh, perfect! Yeah, let's just step outside here real quick. And, uh. Yeah, we'll, uh he, we'll follow you. He puts his hand up against this, like, wall of crates and. You see his fingers go 
into one side, and then he just throws them all to the side, and he walks right through the middle. Uh, and then he just pushes the doors open all the way and walks outside. And then so you guys, not great. yeah. And then you guys just walk outside with this seven and a half foot tall man. Oh, I wish I'd worn. I wish I'd worn yellow pants today. <laughs> Ready for the interview of a lifetime. Um, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> as dusk cautiously exits the building, approaching the man to begin asking him questions with the greatest interview of all time, we fade to black. Hey everyone, it's Keegan, the Dungeon Master for the Daring Adventures crew. I really want to take a second and say thank you for tuning in and listening to us every week. And I just want to say, I appreciate it. And one of the best things that you can do to support our show is find us on Twitter and give us a follow, at DaringPod. You can also be sure to find us on Facebook, Buzzed Board Media LLC. And you can also sign up for our Patreon. I encourage you to do so. We've got a lot of great tears for everyone out there. In the meantime, just keep playing and have fun. <laughs>